0: This is Jan Janselmo, and you are listening to Talk To Me with Joshua.
1: What is up? Welcome to Talk To Me. This is episode... 204. The guest this week is Marzi Montazeri of Exhorter and his Project Heaviest, Texas. Marzi is a fantastic guitar player. You might know him from Exhorter, Phil Anselmo, and The Illegals super joint his solo albums with uh, tim ripper owens and the new project heaviest texas if you love the southern style metal you will love heaviest texas one of my favorite new albums going to be one of my top albums of 2019 the heaviest texas record will be out april 19th on crunchy western records and it also features kyle thomas of exhorter on vocals great stuff and we will check out a tune after the interview with Marzi Montezari. Thank you for checking out the Jordan Rudis interview from earlier this week. So you get two episodes of Talk To Me this week. Make sure you are sharing those with your friends. Make sure you are heading over to iTunes or Apple Podcast, as it's now called. Leaving a nice five-star rating, nice five-star review. If you're on Podchaser, make sure to leave a nice review there. Or if you're on any of the other sites, make sure just to leave a review. If you can hit five-star rating hit review do that for me head over to facebook leave a nice uh it's a facebook recommendation that will be much appreciated also if you want to support the podcast monetarily head over to patreon.com slash talk to me you can leave a donation become a patron do what you will over there it'd be and I will be forever grateful. And you guys know that the Talk To Me podcast is brought to you by Good Company With Bowling. Yes, that is our good friend Scott Bowling down in Atlanta, Georgia. Looks like he just released an episode with Mikey from Islander and Matt Pinfield going over a few things. There's also a full-length Matt Pinfield interview. Eddie Trunk, Jose Mangan, Head From Corn, members of Stuck Mojo, Fozzie, 7Dust, and so much more. So, head over to scottgoodcompany.com or Good Company with Bowling on YouTube. Let him know that the Talk to Me podcast sent you. So, let's get into some classic exhorter. Let's talk to Marzi Monteseri. Let's check out some heaviest Texas. Get Robert Vera's pick from the kit, and then I will talk to you momentarily. man well let's uh let's dive into it man the uh the album Heaviest Texas um the one thing i noticed man as soon as it came out every listener of the show every journalist friend i have basically reached out to me and like dude have you heard this Heaviest Texas it's going to be your new favorite band and uh you know they oh, wow. they know my love of uh you know the the uh, pantera style metal and uh, they're like this is going to be the new one for you
2: yeah i i get the Pantera style kind of thing. I get it. I get it. Um, it's, it's, I get Yeah. Well, I'm glad dude. I get it. I'm good. I'm glad you like it. Me and Kyle put our hearts in it, man. And uh, let me ask you, do you have the whole
0: album? I, I do.
1: Know, yeah. Thing? yeah I do.
2: Okay. So I think, you know, it's one of those guys that's going to unravel itself for it with it, with you. I've, I've produced it. Um, And I want it. In particular for the songs to breathe as songs did. Mm-hmm. Uh for you know, to travel through the distances that they need to 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 express the you know, to get the message to get whatever Kyle was saying to get it across. Musically, I wanted modulations. I wanted uh, the guitar solos to be in different key changes from the actual song. So all of these songs, uh, all, you know, they took a lot of time and care and uh, a, lot of, a lot of care for the songs, you know. I combed through it all prior to sending them to Carl. So I was 100% my, myself, um, I'm, you know, confident with it when I sent it to Kyle. Kyle outdid it, man. I, I mean, I knew it was gonna, he was going to do great, but I had no clue. I had no clue. I mean, I knew, you know, when you know it in the back of your head, but then, you know, it's just like, what are you going to do? I, gotta, I got this badass house, man, but it's not built yet. You <laughs> right, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. What are you going to do, go brag? No, you, you wait. And um, you never talk about it. Once it's built... You let the people that have seen it come back to you and say, Look, man, saw your house, man, saw the architecture, saw the design. I dig it. And that's basically what we got. This is our little baby, man, we've been working on. Uh, I think every song stands on its own and it's c- quite different from, uh, you know, like, to keep a promise starts off the record. And um, I guess maybe you could say it's on, has this, the same type of, like, go rah, rah, rah kind of, like, mm-hmm. you know, r- vibe. Death of a Prodigy is like brutal. But then, then it starts, you know, the rest of the songs, there's, they're different, man. They're all different, you know. Just just the fourth song alone, Blind, goes through very different avenues, you know. So I made made sure I had, like, a different, like, some sort of magic installed in each song, both lyrically and, like, you know, musically. But so from being a song that says something. I wanted either a guitar solo or a noise or some kind of effect or... Something, something special, you know, like you cook and you put that mm, the extra <laughs> ingredient in it. So I was trying to do that. You know, there's no got nobody out there to tell you to do it because I produced it. So you can imagine as a producer, you have to, you know, look at everything, both good and bad. And so they're find to make final decisions. And it takes it takes a bit, man. It takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot of sources.
1: And this is the one thing I noticed about the album, too, is you would be going and you would already be sucked into a song and how like heavy it is or the vocal or whatnot. But then you would get to a point where, you know, a guitar solo would come up or a guitar noodle would come up and it would completely come out of nowhere and just like put another smile on your face. It was you can definitely tell you put a lot of care into the uh, solo work on this.
2: Thank you, man. Thank you. Just uh, in the, on the solo work in particular, I triple tracked the leads. Wow. I did the Randy Rhodes approach. So. And uh, a lot of guitar players, some guitar players, have noticed. Uh, but in in truth, I didn't. You know, you know, they call me the high priest of distortion. That's my name. <laughs> I saw that. But I didn't use a lot of distortion on this album. In fact, I took the gain out. I took the gain out, and I went for uh, you know really powerful sound. And I knew that the clarity would come through. Like every note would be a boom, just be punching through. So I put no saturation on it. And so the leads are clean practically clean tones you know not not really uh, saturated distorted uh, tones so what I did was triple track them put one on the left one on the right and one in the center and collectively they create mass and uh, we, we didn't even have to bring up the leads and in, in volume in the mixes because I'd done them three times so they, they create the volume themselves by being that so it created a you know a sound again it ain't nothing i came up with i grew up listening to randy rhodes and now i'm friends with max norman who produced both dire and the Madman* and and um blizzard of oz who i'm trying to get on the next album who's giving me a freaking hard time about it too <laughs> <laughs> i sent him i sent him the our debut uh because he wanted to listen to it we saw each other and um met each other in person at uh randy rhodes we know each other email and stuff like that because kyle knows him works with him um but uh i've never met so you know obviously you know i grew up on these two records to work with someone that that did these records would be a dream come true for me so he said okay send me your your album i sent it to him (laughs) and he really was moved by it man he gave me you know, embarrassing comments to, repeat, <laughs> to even repeat. Yeah. But then, and he then said to me, You don't need me. And I was like, Say what? He goes, You did a great job. You don't need me. You know, this album really sounds great. You did great. I was like, Well, I do. I do want you. I do. I want I want to work with you. And then he was like, Haha, nice gesture. But like, this album is really great. And he kept going back to the album being great. I was like, oh, Is this really happening? So I got done, you know, I guess the not of approval from the master and so I'm still going to work with him, he's not he's not dodging me, <laughs> but I'm really yes. proud of the fact that he liked my work you know as a guitar player is one thing uh, as a songwriter is a bigger thing, producer is even a bigger thing, you know you, you, you have to serve the music so much you have to be entirely selfless you have to have a vision to see You can't have no ego while you're walking in here. can't have a bad attitude with the people you're working with, from the engineer to your musicians. You just have to be captain, you know? Mm -hmm. You have to be on all the time, you know? And you got to steer that ship, man, to get it to the shore. And I finally did, man. (laughs) You're not going to believe. I'm going to celebrate April 19th. I mean, yeah, I'm going to celebrate. Well, my birthday's April 15th. I'm going to have a hell of a birthday weekend all the way to the release which is the 19th i can't wait this is this one's going to be worthwhile because you know i tell you what it's not because oh it's my birthday it's because you know i accomplished something I accomplished something and i'm I put it out and it means a lot to me
1: and you should be very proud of it like i said it's a it's an incredible record and the one thing i was kind of going back to was uh I went back and listened to your album with uh ripper owens uh today okay. a little bit and uh you know that was under your name plus tim ripper owens this heaviest texas is as kind of presented as a band is it a band or is it like a solo album with a band name how do, how do you look at it
2: it's, it is a band it's definitely a band but i would i would, I would like i mean great question because i clarified because the solo album and i got a ripper on it um i gave away credits to 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 a drummer and I'm into I, a bass player, but I played the bass and somebody else played the drums, you mm-hmm. know, so I'm, you can tell that I do like the band thing. I grew up on it. I wanted to feed that energy into it. Um, Heaviest Texas is for sure a band because that's how, that's the premise of this band was the fact that it used to be called Marzi and it used to be a three piece. It wasn't called Margie because I named it that. My bass player was like, "You gotta catch a name. let name it that." I couldn't come up with a name. <laughs> Grown up with Van Halen, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, ACDC, blah 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 blah. It's my dream to not be the guy. I'm not Ingway. I never want to be Ingway. I don't want to be the center of attention. I want to be part of a band, part of a band. You know, I grew up watching like people that had chemistry. So, unfortunately, in this day and age, it's hard. To create that, you know, sometimes when you you know you look at, I live in a city of five million people, and the musicians I play with are, are not from Houston. So go figure. Right. You know, and sometimes you can't find that chemistry. You know, I've all of my life, I've played. And you, you dig me? I live in a, one of the biggest cities in in America, and my entire career, my entire career, the musicians I've played with are from Louisiana.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: it's it's insane the connection we have. And, uh, you know, I still have it. Even even my bassist who lives now in Texas is from Louisiana. Kyle's from North Louisiana. And so what I did was uh, I, I, did, I went the hard way. I had no choice, you know. I, uh, I did the guitars and all the strings in Houston in the recording, you know. And I, I had done a click track. I sent it to Anup from Maryland. He put drums on it. Sent it to Chris Collier in L.A. who mixed and mastered it. He also is a multi-talented musician. He played bass on it. Sent it to Kyle in New Orleans. He did the vocals. Came back to me. I, pr- I checked it out. Sent it back to L.A. Started mixing and mastering it. It's it's a long, tedious process. I suppose it would it would be a lot funner you know, um, to get a 12 pack and roll a couple, and then go into a room and j- and hammer it out and sweat it out in old school and stuff like that. I had to do that solo. I had to imagine all the things. I had to imagine being in a band <laughs> and doing all that. It's so organic. It's still organic because I had to do it. But the thrill of playing with these guys, you know, wasn't there because I had to. I had to do it. So that's the difference. I still treat it as a band, but I did it. I wrote the songs, but it's still a band effort. I didn't. Um, I guided the drum parts. I wrote the bass parts, but I didn't play them. So now I put together a live band. So I guess you could say safely the heavies texas is really me and kyle thomas and uh we put a live band together obviously we didn't just pick anybody we pick out two guys that were both able to play sing and uh what great personalities to be on the road with because that you know you know, above them beyond anything you're a family on the road you can't have anybody go get on the road and then just have personal problems because we all have personal problems we can't you can't go on the road and have a mimi in, in the band you know you have to be all for one, one for all kind of kind of attitude, which is what's been going on in my life with Exhorter. You know, that's why things thrive so much. And Kyle and I, when we are on the road with Exhorter, we roomed together. So we've literally lived on the road together. So we know, you know, and him and I, much less have not even frowned at each other once.
1: <laughs> it's always great. We haven't great.
2: even given a dirty, I'm not kidding you. And I don't foresee it. I don't even see it. Him and I, our relationships, we've never one time have had like even a disagreement, you know, about anything. He's just like I, I literally admire Kyle, I adore him, man, I love him as a human being. I, he's my favorite vocalist. He's the most versatile person. But the LSD bus, the lead singer disease bus, <laughs> yeah. missed Kyle Thomas on the on that day he was supposed to pick him up because he's the most humblest individual I know, and I can't begin to tell you about his work ethics and and how much power and passion he puts into it he is an undeniable force man that's been ripped off his whole entire career and uh hopefully now he'll get some delight on you know how much of an original he really is kyle thomas is the real deal he's been ripped off his style's been ripped off but he he is the real deal you know exhorter was the real deal was a favorite band growing up you know and uh I remember being in the bars back in the day, where you could smoke and shine and stuff like that, and then hearing this one song going, "Man, this is raw as hell." Who is this? And they're like, <laughs> "Alabama Thunder Pussy." I'm like, "Who is that singing?" They're like, "Dude, that's Kyle Thomas." I'm like, "Get out of here!" So it's just like, you know, you know, I was so happy when he was in that band, you know, you know, like I'm so happy he's in trouble, you know, he just, you know, I'm so happy I'm in a band with him and Exhorder. His his baby. That's his baby. Him and Vinny's baby is Exhorder. And you know the you know the third album's coming out with Exhorder. I mean, this thrilling times, man. You know, my album comes out uh, April nineteenth. Exhorder comes out you know in the fall. This is the first year I got two two albums coming out that I've I've put every bit of my experience, life experiences, love, passion, everything, right on the line. I did not repeat myself one link on the first on the I mean the Heaviest Texas album. And I didn't put one link on the Exorder's new album that that I had put on you know, entirely different worlds. I okay. played different and Kyle sang different. We're like, you know, it's stupid to be in the same band, same type of band twice.
1: So with the I, I saw, you know, the Heaviest Texas and the uh the Exorder connections there. What what came first? Was Heaviest Texas and then you joined Exorder or was it vice versa?
2: This is exactly what happened. What happened was uh, you know, um I Kyle and I talked in oh nine about doing something. Then I, and in ten I got like I went to another band for a few years and played with them till I till that was over. And when I was over, I called Kyle immediately and said, Listen, um, you know, I I got this band. He knew it, you know, and stuff like and I was like, But I sing in it, you know, it's a three piece. And this promoter in Shreveport really wants me to open up for Anthrax and Death Angel, I think it was. And I was like, would you like to sing? He's like, yeah, man, send me the songs. I send him this material. In fact, you know what I sent him? I sent him the stuff that Ripper had sang on. Oh, nice. You know? And um, I was like, well, I got these songs that are originals. I got these other songs. There's so only six songs total. I sent it to him. We didn't have time to rehearse. We met in the hotel lobby. And then we went, to the, we went to the show. We showed up at six something. We were like, well, hopefully we'll get a sound check. No sound check. Just get on stage 30 minutes, hammer it out. I couldn't turn my body. The, sta- the stage was like, they had this, like, like my amp was up, like literally behind me. I couldn't turn. Kyle Space was, uh, on the drums, I think he was, the drums were at the rim of the stage. So he was on the other side of it. I couldn't see him. But man, as soon as he started singing, I was showered with this joy that I've been looking for, for such a long time. And it hit me And he, you know, it's what's beautiful. It happens when it's supposed to happen. And you won't even know it. It hit me like a ton of bricks, man. I was flipping out. And then afterwards he was like, man, thank you so much, man. I needed this, man. I and mean, you know, and I was like, man, thank you so much. You know, so all, you know, long story short, I was like, man, I'm going to go back and write a fucking record. And then he goes, do it. And I, so I go back and I start working. I started working on this record. And, um. Sorry about that.
1: Yeah,
2: right? uh, I'm knocking shit out in the room and I'm saying <laughs> sorry to you. <laughs> There's nobody here but the dog. Um, I uh, I went to the studio and I was in the very, very last song of the record, which is the last song of the record. Love Gets a Song, ironically. But I was it was literally the last song being recorded on the record. So I was on this motherfucker and then wow. he, he calls me and he goes, Vinnie, I... Right into each other and we're talking about you know doing exhorter and stuff like that. Would you like to uh would you like to uh do um exhorter? And I said, sure. So he goes, I'll have Vinny call you. So then Vinny calls me and um and then that's it. So I actually left the the song behind. I was halfway done with it. I left it behind and I just I went and dove in because let me tell you, when I said yes to uh Vinny. The next day, Blabberha- Blabbermouth said we were playing uh, St. Vitus Bar in New York, not the 9th and 10th of last year's February, mm-hmm. and said we were playing Slaughter in the Vatican Friday and The Law Saturday. And Vinny kept saying, yeah, it took our original guitar player Jay, six months to learn Slaughter. Now I got three months to learn both albums. And I want to tell you, man, of all the music out there, this is the toughest thing I had to learn, man. This was like, oh, this was like the, one of the most grueling experiences i put myself through i i'm a mom and a dad at home i had to like just cook a meal for a week and tell my kids like here you go i'm gone <laughs> i'm like you know, I'm I'll gone get out yeah i'm not giving nobody rise you know you need something here's an here's an uber <laughs> here's an uber for you and so i was 16 hours a day till uh till when and played those shows in new york and then we came back, and then all of a sudden we got hit with Europe all summer. So when we were done, I went back and nailed this thing, uh, the song, and then uh, then went after the production level of it. So I did this in the middle of a so yeah, the heaviest Texas been existing. I um I you know made a commitment and a decision to join the order, uh, not to take anything away from my band, but it's, it was a no-brainer for me, man playing in the exhorters it's just it's not and it's not a normal band it's got so much integrity Vinny and and Kyle and chris now were exhorted to me and they mean a lot to me and to play with them now and have the, their respect and you know mutual admiration for one another and pushing the envelope keep pushing it keep pushing it and being around one another and just this positive reinforcements between us it's very very powerful man you know and Vinny listening to my album and praising heaviest Texas and never like thinking anything about it. Like, you know, there's just like no weirdness about being in these two bands of us. You know, they each are serving their purpose and they're gonna come at different times. So yeah, that came first and then I did this. And now I uh, you know, we're gonna get up you know, I'm sure I'm gonna get myself in a position where I'm gonna be juggling. You know, now I've, um, Exodus management, Heaviest Texas management, <laughs> 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 and then you got you know both bands trying to trying to gig, you know. And they're, so they're racing to book who, and we're in both bands. So you know, I just have to see what happens. But you know, Heaviest Texas is my baby, and uh, it is my debut, and I can't, I can't, I can't go to sleep on it. You know, I got to make sure that we do this. So we put out, uh, we're we we're we're on, we're on schedule. You know, we put out the song to keep a promise. Uh, I believe we're putting in the lyric video out next. Just to be, we keep everybody happy. Then our second single comes out. Uh, I go back to Houston tonight. And uh, Friday, all the guys come in to town. All the, you know, our director Mark Bouchard comes to town. And then Saturday, we start shooting uh, a video for King of Fools. And we proceed and. Sunday and Monday, we we shoot a video for Love Gets Us Off. Uh,
1: one thing I did have a question about was, you know, you're kind of one of the... You're almost like a missing link in between the uh, Pantera camp and the order camp being... Being in x Order and then also playing in Superjoint and uh, and the Illegals, what is that like for you? At the-
2: um, well, I mean, well, like, what do you mean? Do you-
1: well, I mean, you know, that the the obvious Pantera Ex Order connection back in the day when you know, okay. uh, x Order doesn't it doesn't get as big as Pantera. You want me to, You want my version of it, or how, do you,
2: or how do you want me to explain? I was there from the very beginning. Was he okay? And I, you know, Don Don Daryl was one of my best friends, and there, I I totally know about. The, okay the, you know this diff- the differences between the two camps and i mean the story you know the truth i know the truth i know what happened i know i was there i saw it happen mm-hmm. i was friends with dime and um you know when they were glam you know and then, you know nothing. so his he dime was as great of a guitar yes. player on power metal as he was on the last pantera record like, like I don't I don't know how to explain this. He was just as good of, you know, like he was he was just fucking great. You know but as far as their style, mm-hmm. they were extremely uh glamish. You know what I mean? So what happened was Phil's favorite band was exhorter, and he really wanted to be an exhorter. He really wanted to be an exhorter. I think there was a, there was a small period, I think Kyle had left where they had auditioned him. But then Kyle came back, and they were like, sorry, man, our guy came back, so you have to go. And I don't think... I think Phil was in Pantera after Power Metal, and he really, really, really loved Exhorder and wanted to be in Exhorder. So, and since he couldn't be with him, so I think he just took the sound, took the style, and went back and said, I don't remember it, because basically he said, this is what we're going to mold ourselves after. This is like, this is, or I'm going to quit. So he made a threat to him, and then they changed their style. And that, then it went into a studio and they came up with Cowboys from Hill. So it's, inspiration happens all the, all the time. I mean, I always use this analogy. It's like, um, it doesn't make it right or wrong. Mm-hmm. David Van Halen is like in, undeniably one of my favorite bands. Eddie Van Halen is God. I don't even consider him a guitar player. He's, he's like his sonic movement. Like, I don't even explain his guitar playing. It's a sonic movement, it's not even guitar
1: playing.
2: Yeah. But, um, no. Actually, <laughs> I to my sister. Uh, <laughs> but but um, Jim Dandy is the original David Roth. I mean, if you go look at YouTube videos now and watch Jim Dandy from like 1974 doing uh, "Go Jim Dandy Go," and you go look at David Roth on there, you're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Even the way he talked to the crowd, you know, and they were like, "Hey, how's everybody going?" and drop, them, you know, drop his voice of an octave and stuff like that. I was like, "Oh my god!" Right. Like I freaked out. But you know what? I still love Van Halen. I still love Van Halen because, you know, the tone of voice that he used. So, you know, it's things like that happen in in, in music and we don't know where to come from and stuff like that. And that's the kind of case with, with Exhort. Now, as a car player, yeah, if you want to sit down and, like, do the math on it, there's nothing compared to, like, there's nothing compared uh, to, to Exhort. It's very, mm-hmm. very original, man. It's, it's insane difficult, man, even for this time. It's <laughs> just like, I don't know, um, I, you know, I personally think Vinny is a genius, man, you know, and I don't say that about too many people, but I like, not only, it doesn't, it really has nothing to do with me being in a band with him. I that's my opinion. I was kicked out of Exhorter tomorrow. I would still keep my, you know, I would still to say the same. He's a fucking genius. His, his writing capabilities and abilities are above par, man and he's been doing this since he was 18 so it's not like they ripped off any I look back man because I used to always look at bands and go man they sound like this and they sound like that and they sound like this and they sound like that but when you go back to Exhorter and the the, the time they were doing what they were doing name a band that was doing that it's just not possible Mm
1: -hmm. it's
2: not possible and what made them so great was the groove and the groove came from that being from New Orleans, that backbeat, man. You know, he gave those like, nail playing the way he did. It's just incredible. And when we're in a festival, he's doing one. We're the only heavy band out there you can shake your ass to. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, he's funny because we're out there grooving, like we're dancing to shit. It's fun. It's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. So that's really, you know, we're, we're not getting into political or. or like passionate, or this, this, or that way, or like be like getting to the, some kind of. Because obviously, I, I know it's been existing for a long time. Um I'm not gonna get involved. That's the truth, though. That's basically what happened. That's mm-hmm. the evolution of Pantera uh is because of X order. you know. And so it, you know, one one fed the other, but not to discredit anybody in that band because they did their own thing, and they basically sim- really, really, really simplified. Exhorter sound because
0: honestly, when I learn
2: these songs, I would go with Vinny and I go, "Why, man? Why?
0: <laughs> Why?
2: You got a whole entire song here, and it took me like a week <laughs> to learn this part, and it's gone away in three seconds. Why, man? Why are you doing this?" He's just like, and "I'm like, are we really? Were you trying to just fuck with the kids that were going to learn r- learn how to write this?" It's like, dude, how does your brain work, man? It's insane, insane in a good way. And he's a sweetheart, man. And then. Now we've got the new Exhorter record, and it's crazy. So, but, you know, growing up, we all kind of came from the same kind of school of playing. Like, for instance, me, mm-hmm. I was influenced by exorder, but I never took their sound. You know, I love Vinny, but Vinny's got a completely different guitar sound than I did. He scoops out his meds. I play with nothing but mids. So mm-hmm. heaviest Texas, for me, it's just, a, you know, these are songs that I'm writing. And I guess, you know, and my influences are Van Halen, Black Sabbath, and Zeppelin, and Pink Floyd, and ZZ Top. So if I'm writing, it's like kind of like I'm not trying to be those people. I'm just trying to tell you what, like what I like growing up. Like Van Halen when the when the beat would come in, their their punctuation, their dynamics were just like out, you know, second to none. Sabbath with the you know the Zeppelin with the mystique, you know, Pink Floyd with just the slow grind. I love these things. I love Billy Gibbons with his blues playing. Being from Texas, it's like that just kind of goes into you. How do you morph all that stuff into what? And then you're like, okay, man, I'm gonna just write a bunch of songs, man, that I feel like doing. Um, so I don't think you can really categorize this heaviest Texas album in one thing. You know, how I always call it—I just call it a modern day. It's like a—we're mm-hmm. we're truly and honestly an American, like hard rock, modern hard rock band. I wouldn't even call us metal. I think what's heavy about us is our delivery. Oh yeah. But I mean, it's—I it's put album. out a rock record, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean by that? <laughs> I guess I'm kind of downplaying it by saying rock because of what rock is mean, what rock means today. It's almost like it kind of means watered down a week. But, you know, to me has been long. You know, Aerosmith, Black Sabbath, Zeppelin, you know, ZZ Top. That's to me like rock and roll. It's still powerful. Like, Eddie's, vein, Eddie's sound is still bigger than anything I've ever heard. And the dude doesn't use stomp boxes. It's just like, you know, fuck. So learning from the guys I grew up with, not personally, but, you know, kind of like listening and then to, Picking shit out, and that's what we—that's what we're here. I'm looking forward to touring this man more than anything, and I'm looking forward to sophomore. record I'm looking forward to it. I'm very looking forward to. It. I don't know when that may happen, because of the time, and uh, you know, playing like almost almost 250 gigs next year. So and it's like maybe maybe 300 between the two bands. Like like literally, well, I might be out for ten months out next year, and just have two months at home.
1: So yeah, I was going to ask you what the rest of 2019 looks like for you, because this album comes out April 19th, and then you've got the Exhorter album later this year. Are you going to be able to get some uh, Heaviest Texas touring in before the Exhorter album?
2: You know, since Heaviest Texas is brand new, and like a lot of people don't know about us, we kind of almost, you know, and and you have to book in advance. We don't have the luxury to book yet. So we have to kind of almost wait to let our album come out, and then our manager is on it. Our manager is working on doing something regional right now, you know, Houston, and New Orleans because we're both from there and like maybe surrounding cities that are interested in us just so we can get the ball rolling, get the, get the YouTube videos up and show people what we can do live. We're our intent is to tour and 2019 is going to be a weird year because I can't predict what's going to happen right now. I know a month out of this year because, because exhorting does drop the record. So I know, a whole entire month right now, we're going on the road. I'm not supposed to say with who or what month, but I know we're doing that. Around the time of the release, we're gone that entire month. So I know, a whole entire month is gone. At this year, or or possibly a little bit more, belongs so to Exhorter. So, since I know Exhorter's year really is 2020 for the for the record, I'm trying to do anything and everything I can to expose and get uh, Heaviest Texas out to people so right around right around April nineteenth man i'm gonna i'm gonna give a, i'm gonna give a gift to the listener uh, that I've been wanting to do since the beginning of this uh record I can't mention it because obviously it wouldn't be a you know surprise but <laughs> right but you know when people compliment me on the record, I say thanks man all i'm trying to do is give it back all these years that I lived off of music and it served me a purpose i'm trying to Give it back. I'm trying to be a servant to the song, to the music. So that way, I can give it to, give it back to my fellow human, brothers and sisters, and with supreme amounts of integrity. When then, for years to come, after my death, you can look at it and hear it, and go, you know what? They did a good record, man. This meant something. So I don't think something like that is uh, something you talk about. You know, <laughs> so it's something you kind of, It has to kind of like happen. But while recording it, while every note was being laid down, while it's being mixed, while it's being mastered, I, I, I combed through it, and I'm happy with it. Obviously, you know, as a producer, I couldn't fucking say, yeah, let's do this. And just, yeah, man, let's let's put it out. It's like, okay, it's cool, man. I'm tired. I need to go home. So pack it up. Let's go. It wasn't that at all. He's like, I'm going to sit here until the time is right. The time was right. Now no, it's coming out. Now I'm stressing out because I'm going to outdo it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, absolutely, man. So, what's the, uh, once it's out, what's the best way for people to pick it up?
2: Best way to do it is it'll be available online anywhere. If you want a Mm -hmm. physical copy, um, you can go to heaviesttexas.com and right off the first page should be a store where you you can get anything. And that's the best way to do it. I'm going, by the way, with the album, when it comes out to April 19th, we got a freaking store of merchandise coming out. You know, a lot, lot, everything heavy as Texas, you can name. We got coming out I'm with it for our fans. Um, CrunchyWesternRecords.com also. There's two uh, websites. Even mine, com. All three of those storefronts will go all directed to the same store where you can get it. You can pre-order it right now on heaviesttexas.com and um you can sign up for a mailing list and get a gift but that's about it i'm just doing lyric videos right now getting ready for it two more videos coming out and then i'm doing guitar playthrough videos for it all this for this album so
1: looks like you got your work cut out for you man uh, well like we said the album's out april twenty uh, April nineteenth heaviest Texas self titled Crunchy Western Records and uh the first single looks like to be to keep a promise. What's a what's a little story behind that before we play it?
2: To keep a promise is a is a is is literally something It's personal, but it's something that could relate to anyone out there is when you have had enough or when you are determined and you make a promise to yourself, not anyone else, to uphold a certain value in life. And the song is about me keeping integrity with music and art and not not bending no matter what, like having steel booth boots on. During a storm, and then weathering the storm, being being hit in the face with everything that's got all the obstacles, but yet not moving—that's what the keeper promise is about. And it's it's about withstanding all the pain, but but keeping true to yourself and keeping integrity alive. Um, that's it. It's just it's about a pure. It's about purity, and um, you know, on my Facebook, I've had people going into rehab or entering rehab. They're saying, you know, this is my theme song right now. So it's, a, it's an empowering song, and it's not negative, and it's very positive, and it us lets you know we're all the same, and uh, it's you know it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's got a strong message about it. It's nothing negative about it. To keep a promise to yourself to be better than you were yesterday.
1: All right, Marzi, man, thanks for your time today, and uh, good luck with the record. Thank you so
2: much for having me, man.
0: Rob Rivera from the band Nonpoint and this is my weekly Rob's pick from the kit on the Talk To Me podcast. Uh, Before I get to the pick, I just want to let you guys know that Nonpoint is going to be going out with POD starting May 10th in Newport, Kentucky and on select dates we'll have Hyrule the Hero and on all the dates we'll have Islander and Nine Shrines. So it goes all the way up to June 9th. It ends in Pasadena, California. You can go to NowPoint.com and get all the ticket information, links, etc. And NowPointStore.com, we're offering two killer VIPs, an acoustic VIP, and a bus hang. So go there and check uh, all that information. And getting to this week's pick, I'm going to be talking about this band called Arrival of Autumn. I am just getting familiar with the band, and my buddy Sean Glass is their manager and he's always shooting me new music, and he sent me this uh, release, and I think it's my personal opinion it's one of the best metal records of 2019. It's going to be definitely in my top 10. I've been listening to it closely. Really incredible musicians. I'm really hoping that we can uh, either tour with the band or I can catch them live somewhere. So check them out. Their new album is called Harbinger, and this is called Better Off Without arrival. Horrible...
1: Thank you to Marzi for coming on the podcast. Huge thank you to Rob Rivera. Make sure you're checking out RobCast. I believe it comes out this Friday, Rob Rivera's own podcast. That's going to be great, so you have to check that out. Check out the Heaviest Texas album. Check out the Exhorter album. Check out Exhorter on tour this summer, later in the year, and all that good stuff. And thank you guys for checking out the Talk To Me podcast each and every week. Make sure you are sharing with your friends. And until next Thursday... I am Joshua Toomey and this has been the Talk To Me podcast.